rejoice. There is great news. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Let all the earth proclaim the joy. Let all heaven show forth in praise. Alleluia. Alleluia. On the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciple set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who reached the tomb first also went in and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white, sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not know that it was Jesus. 
When Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, do not hold on to me because I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. This is the word of God for all of God's children. Thanks be to God. You are invited to rise in body or in spirit for the singing of Christ the Lord is risen today.
I invite you now to turn your hearts to a time of prayer. You are indeed risen today, O oh God. Hallelujah. We join our voices together with all the earth to sing of your splendor, to marvel at your majesty, and to glorify your grace. You are the resurrected Lord. It is through you that we too experience renewal, recreation, and resurrection. We are blown away by all of the ways you bring forth life from death. You are stunning. Each spring we are reminded of your ability to transform. We marvel at the wonder of your creativity as the brown grass once again turns green as the flowers burst forth from the cold ground, and as the birds return to the trees, singing songs of your praises. You are beauty, you are sacred, and you are brilliant. We will never fully understand your grace in our lives. And so we ask that you forgive us for the ways that we deny you, and hide from you, and reject you. Draw us closer to you, O oh God. Remind us over and over again that you are love. Move us to share that love with others so that they too may hear the story of your ability to create and recreate. We pray this all, all in the name of the one who births new life in each of us every day, Christ Jesus. We now join our voices together praying the prayer he taught by saying, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
gift of music. I invite you to stand in body or in spirit as we join together in this morning's affirmation of faith. You're invited to use the words that are projected for us on the screen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us sing together.
Let us pray. Thou who art over us, thou who art one of us, thou who simply art, give each of us a pure heart that we may see thee, a humble heart that we may hear thee, a heart of love that we may serve thee, and most of all, a heart of faith that we may always abide in thee. This is our hope. This is our prayer this day. Amen. Friends, we gathered last Sunday waving palm branches in the air, aware of Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem, proclaiming that he was a different kind of king, riding not on a war horse, but on a donkey, a king who came in the name of peace. The crowds announced that Jesus was the Messiah, the Savior, the very one sent from God. And as palm branches and cloaks were laid along the dusty road, we celebrated and we recognized that Jesus was the one who came to save us. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We gathered to recognize the coming of God's kingdom, God's kingdom breaking forth in our midst. Amid the service, we also heard a portion of the passion of Christ and recognized that trouble was brewing on the horizon we gathered Thursday evening in the shadows of darkness, acknowledging our very need for God. We listened to the accounts of those closest to Jesus. We shared together in, in the bread and in the cup, confessing our need for God and recognizing Christ's presence with us. We acknowledged and celebrated the significance of Jesus' last meal with the disciples, those whom he taught, those whom he loved. And lastly, we gathered on Friday to recognize, to remember, and to participate in the passion of Jesus. We gathered to recognize the reality of death and loss in our lives. We heard and, and read stories of Jesus' last days here on earth. We left in darkness and in silence, pondering and reflecting upon that experience. Friends, to recognize is to become aware of something or someone known before, to know by some detail as in appearance, to identify, to, to be aware of the significance of something, to acknowledge the existence, the validity, the authority or genuineness of something or someone, to accept as fact, to recognize. And sometimes it, it isn't easy to recognize that things can or will be different in our lives. One of the lines of my favorite Easter hymn, which I mentioned in my Easter letter, the hymn of promise, says this, 
In the bulb, there is a flower. In the seed, an apple tree. In cocoons, a hidden promise. Butterflies will soon be free. In the cold and snow of winter, there's a spring that waits to be, unrevealed until its season, something God alone can see. If you're up earlier this morning at sunrise, it didn't feel like spring. (laughs) I say forget spring, I'm ready for summer. But friends, like our own experience of Holy Week and the Passion, this hymn calls us to recognize that God is at work, even when God seems most distant to us, even in the most challenging and difficult times of our lives, even in the transitions of our lives. This hymn proclaims that God is at work and that God's work will soon be revealed to us. It will be standing right here waiting for us to recognize. And today on Easter, this Sunday, we gather with Mary to to recognize even more. This morning we gather surrounded by light. As the psalmist says, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Today we gather to recognize and and rejoice and even more than she or even we could ever have imagined. We gather to recognize more than we could have ever expected. We find ourselves with Mary at the tomb and discover that the large stone, the one that had sealed the place where they had laid Jesus, has now been rolled away. And upon further investigation, we find that the tomb is empty and that Jesus' body cannot be found. The only evidence remaining are the shrouds of linen cloth lying on the floor. The the burial cloths used to wrap Jesus' body are, are now rolled up and are now lying on the floor by themselves. How, how can this be? We hear Mary asking herself, overwhelmed with sadness and and confusion. And then two angels recognizing her confusion and sadness. They ask Mary why she is weeping. She answers, they have taken my Lord away and I, I don't know where they have put him. And in that subtle response, We have a a confession of faith. Mary shows to us the depth of her faith and her love for Jesus. Instead of referring to Jesus as the Lord, she calls Jesus her Lord. They have taken away my Lord, she says. And then turning from the angels... Mary recognizes someone else there in the garden with her. And recognizing Mary's sadness and confusion, the one in the garden approaches her and asks her why she is crying and for whom she is looking. She desperately pleads with the man, thinking the one to be only the gardener. Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him and I will take him away. The one in the garden calls her by name. 
Mary. And recognizing his voice, we immediately hear Mary cry out, Rabboni, teacher. And in that split second of, of recognition, Mary understands. For her death now becomes life. Mary recognizes herself as a witness, not just to the empty tomb, but more importantly, to the resurrection, the recognition that Jesus has now risen from the dead. Like Mary, like Mary this morning, this, this day, this Easter calls us to recognize and acknowledge the, the sadness and the confusion that the empty tomb that life can bring into our lives. Like Mary, we are called to recognize and acknowledge the death of our relationship with Christ and with one another. Like Mary, we are called to hear Jesus calling our own name. More importantly, more importantly, like Mary this day, this Easter morning, it calls us to recognize the resurrection of Christ, the one who has died, now lives. The God, the God that calls us, calls us now from death. To new life. Like Mary, this day, this Easter morning calls us to be a witness of, the, of resurrection faith, to live with hope, with a commitment that reflects life, to recognize that, that the living of our life, that, that the decisions that we make are not just about us, but so that others too may experience life and live life to its fullest. Death becomes life. Darkness becomes light. Christ the Lord is risen. Christ is risen indeed. This is the Lord's doing. Let us recognize, rejoice, and be glad in it. Years ago in the Christian Century magazine, Craig Barnes wrote these words in an Easter article entitled, More Hope Than We Can Handle. Here are these illustrations as he writes about various experiences that some of his parishioners had the week leading up to Easter. Earlier this week, he writes, an older couple received a phone call from their son who lives far away. The son was sorry, but he wouldn't be able to come for a visit over the holidays after all. The grandkids say hello. They assured him that they, that they understood, but they didn't dare look at each other when they hung up the phone. Earlier this week, he writes, a woman was called into, the, into her supervisor's office to hear that times are hard for the company and they had to let her go. So sorry, her supervisor said to her. And she cleaned out her desk and packed away her hopes for getting ahead and wondered what she would tell the kids. 
Earlier this week, he, he concludes, someone received terrible news from a physician. Someone else heard the words, I don't love you anymore. Earlier this week, someone's hope was crucified and the darkness was overwhelming. Friends, we are not always aware of what, what is going on in the lives of others. The author writes, no one, no one is ever ready to encounter Easter until they've spent time in a dark place where hope cannot be seen or experienced. Easter should be the very last thing that we are expecting. Did you hear that? Easter should be the very last thing that we are expecting. And that is why it, it sometimes terrifies us, sometimes surprises us, and catches us off guard that we experience life, that we see glimpses of God's kingdom where we least expect it. This day is not about bunnies and springtime or new dresses. It's always, always about more hope than we can handle. So regardless of the situation in which we find ourselves this day, God calls us to recognize and experience life. God calls us to believe that the unexpected is possible and to live and to make a commitment as if that is a reality in our lives. Friends, the hymn concludes, in our end is our beginning, in our time, infinity, in our doubt, there is believing, in our life, eternity, in our death, a resurrection, at the last, a victory, unrevealed, unrevealed until it's season. Something God, God alone can see. Unrevealed until it's season. Something God alone can see. Friends, may it be so in your life, may it be so in my life. Christ the Lord is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Amen. Stony Brook Church has an unmatched history of generosity and care. This can be seen in a variety of ways that you all support the mission and ministries of Stony Brook Church. As people of the resurrection, we are called to be witnesses of hope and strength in our community and in our world. Your Stony Brook Church leadership has selected two ministries to benefit from this year's Easter offering. Each ministry will see, receive a portion of the Easter offering. The two ministries chosen this year include UMCH Family Services, which is a comprehensive mental health and child welfare agency that helps families stay together, reunify, or become new permanent families. They work with hundreds of children and parents across Ohio through their adoption, 
mental health, psychiatry, and treatment foster care programs. The second ministry that we are supporting are the, is the McCurdy's, McCurdy Ministries Community Center, which creates hope and empowers the lives of children, youth, adults, and families through education, life skills, and faith-based programs in Española, New Mexico. The center is a 100-plus-year-old United Methodist National Mission, providing after-school, preschool, mental health counseling, summer camp, and youth programs. You are invited to give to the special Easter offering to support these two ministries. You will find Easter offering envelopes in your pews, or you can simply write Easter offering on your uh, check, or you can go online to stonybrook.church give. We are grateful for all of the ways that you offer yourselves to God through the mission and ministries of Stony Brook Church. Will the ushers please wait upon us?
from death to life. And with this, you offer us a new way of seeing, of hearing, of loving your world. For this, we give you thanks. With, gratitudes in, with gratitude in our hearts, we offer these gifts back to you. We ask that you bless them, multiply them, and then use us to move them through our community and beyond. Use us to share with the world of the power of your resurrection. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us go forth with the commitment to live resurrection lives, spreading God's love, spreading God's peace and God's message of hope, more hope than we can handle to this hurting and need of peace world. Let us go forth in God's care. Amen.